Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State football podcast. As always, I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. We're back at Stone Cloud, Jacob. Uh, feels like it's been a week since we've been here. Yeah, yeah you know, maybe, <laughs> yeah. At least seven days. At least seven days, yes, you're <laughs> right, yeah. And give or take a few hours. Right. Um, <laughs> glad to be back here. Uh, really appreciate all of our listeners. We've had great response. Uh, we have a we have a, a listener in the crowd yeah. tonight. Yeah, welcome. We, uh, Thanks for joining us. Absolutely, it's Harlan, our friend Harlan. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, really excited. Hope some more of you can come out and and uh, and enjoy the uh, uh, everything, everything here at at Stone Cloud nine seventeen South Husband here in Stillwater. We're here every Tuesday night, right around six forty five ish to seven o'clock, depending on what time the Oklahoma State football players get done talking to us over at the uh, the indoor practice facility which is where we've just been um i do appreciate the air conditioning mm-hmm. here in stone cloud because it was really hot it outside was, tonight it was it was warm we it, were uh, we were baking out in the sun for yeah, a while this, so. this is nice this is great great patio area right behind us with a live band tonight exactly so. um that's not the uh, the only thing they've got going on uh if you're not going to waco like we are on saturday uh you might want to come out here and check out the oktoberfest party benefiting the Humane Society of Stillwater. It's here on Saturday. That will include Steinhoist, German music, and, of course, delicious beer. Buffalo Jones and the Herd will be here at 7 p.m., so uh, so be sure to put that on your calendar and uh, and come check it out. Always good stuff here at, uh, at Stone Cloud Brewing Company here in Stillwater. Really enjoying being at this place every Tuesday night, having yeah. a lot of fun. So um, it's been an off week. We'll get into uh, to what the players had to say on our, uh, our visits with them after practice today. Uh, but let's start. What you got in the glass tonight, Jacob? Oh, man. This is a good one. It's called Ocean Flute. All it's right. a milkshake IPA. A little strong. Mm-hmm. A little sweet. It's fantastic, though. Very nice. Um, it's kind of a – I don't think it's a variant of – they had an ocean fruit mm-hmm. for a while um, that is one of my wife's favorite beers. And uh, I just – this is very close. This is very similar. It's fantastic. All right. Good deal. Um, and, uh, and, and new, right? Yes, new. It just came out this last week. New rotator um, on the menu. Yeah, and I highly recommend it. I really, really do. It's if you like kind of the milkshake sweetness of an IPA, this is this really hits the spot. Very nice. What do you I'm, got? Uh, I've got I've got Country Slammer, another uh, another new one on the uh, the uh, rotator menu. So. Out today. Oh, really? I just did not today. Know that. Well, yes, how about that? Brand new today. It uh, it tastes brand new, so I can't. <laughs> yeah. uh, no complaints. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, so. yeah. That's it. Looks like a good one. I might have to try it after the show. Uh, it's big time good. Yeah, you know, it's great. So good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, with uh, with no game last week to uh, to discuss, we uh, we just look ahead. Uh, we've talked a lot about about this Baylor game already. Dove into some of the uh, some of the things last week that uh, were going to be intriguing. Been a lot of talk about the the offensive and defensive lines on both sides mm-hmm. going against each other. The pace of play difference with Oklahoma State wanting to run fast, Baylor wanting to slow everything down. Um, all, all of those things going to be very interesting dynamics in terms of of how this game goes on Saturday. Obviously, Spencer Sanders, seven picks in two games mm-hmm. last year. Um, I'm working on a story for Thursday's paper about Spencer, and I actually went back and watched all seven interceptions uh, on uh, on video today. And an OSU fan might ask why you're torturing yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's fair. You know, Mike Gundy pointed that. To the fact that, that Spencer was hit or being hit on four of those throws, he wasn't necessarily there wasn't necessarily contact on all four that the Gundy points to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one, he had a guy in his face, kind of had to do a weird lean, almost a sidearm throw. Makes a pretty decent throw, hits Brennan Pesley in the hands, right up, right, right behind oh, his head, yeah. 
goes up into the air and, and gets intercepted. Uh, had another one that was similar where he, he threw a, a little slant route to Rashad Owens right through his hands, off the helmet and into the air. Um, there's really, out of the seven, I think two of them are strictly on Sanders uh, with no other, uh, no yeah. other influence at all. Uh, one that he, um, you know, he, he just didn't set his feet, kind of threw, mm-hmm. kind of standing sideways as he threw it. And another one, he was all, off his back foot and just overthrew Brennan Presley. Um, anyway, that was probably more breakdown than we needed for, uh, for uh-huh. this point in the show. But, uh, but anyway, that story's coming out. I've got uh, some interesting stuff. Gundy mm-hmm. talked a lot about it on Monday. Um, anything else about about this game specifically before we get into our predictions later and, and what yeah, the players I mean, had to say? You know, when you talk about Spencer, I think there's more to add to that that I think there's a sign of growth there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the most of the, there are seven interceptions against one team. That's terrible. It's right. bad. We're not denying that. But if he's if it's out of his control, what is he supposed to do? Right. And I think that was a sign of growth last year that he didn't make a lot of those turnovers mm-hmm. that weren't that were necessarily – bad decisions and bad throws. Right. I mean, he's made he made some. I'm not saying he was perfect, right. but that he cut that down significantly. He absolutely and when did. you have drops like that or you know, you're getting pressured like that, it, it's not entirely on him. Right. So, I think I think that's something you can look for this week of this. If they protect him, I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see what Spencer could do. That's one interesting thing. I was doing some radio in Waco this morning and they, we start talking about the Oklahoma State offensive line. One thing about this group, last year they felt like they were a better run-blocking team mm-hmm. but didn't, didn't have a lot of success against Baylor. Pass protection was a little bit more of a struggle. This year it's kind of flipped. Pass protection has been really good. Run-blocking mm-hmm. hasn't always been that great. So now that opens up a really interesting dynamic if they can't run-block against, against Baylor. But then if they are able to pass-block and give Sanders some time to throw the ball more mm-hmm. than he did in those matchups last year, move at a faster pace you know if you're running if you're running fast and you get about six plays deep Siaki Ika is not nearly yeah. as scary no. at 358 pounds after after six straight plays on the field of you running fast pace yeah so it changes the dynamic I think yeah no I think and I think Dominic Richardson kind of alluded to that tonight that yeah Siaki Ika is there but if they go fast they they feel like they can really kind of neutralize him right. a little bit he didn't say it directly but to your point I think that's kind of maybe what they're thinking there right and, and that's what's going to make the, the tempo dynamic so fascinating yeah. because Baylor really wants to slow it down. Brock Barton spoke about that, and, that, and I guess that's a perfect injury point. Let's jump into what players had to say tonight, yeah. and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but we got to visit with Brock Martin and Corey Black on the defensive side of the ball, and uh, I've jokingly been calling them the Richardson twins, uh, <laughs> J.P. Richardson and Dominic Richardson, but no relation at all. They're not related at all. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, we got to visit with those four guys. Um, some enlightening stuff, some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, really kind of ran the gamut tonight. Um, but I, uh, I, I did visit with Brock, and he talked a lot about, about that pace and what it does to a defense in terms of having to stay focused and you know, maintaining, uh, maintaining your responsibility, not getting caught up uh, you know, in, in, in what's happening or not happening on the other side of the ball. And I, I think that's going to be a really interesting dynamic for, an, for a defense that practices against this Oklahoma State yeah. offense on a regular basis and is used to getting right back on the line and going again. Um, I just, you know, obviously Baylor has reasons that they do it, uh, but I've got to think the OSU defenders are going to love this. Yeah, they're gonna, they, they might be like, man, what are we doing here? This, <laughs> right? is, this is taking forever. Right? Yeah. Like, like, snap the ball, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
Brock Martin might get a little antsy, you know, and ready to go hit somebody. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know, it's kind of like a yin and a yang type thing, right? It's right. just so complete opposites on both sides of the ball. And um, But Brock, you know, like to your point, I mean, Brock, he's right. I mean, going against that de- this offense with OSU every day, I mean, come on. They're not going to get. I mean, I don't want to say they're not going to get tired, but they have long, sustained drives. Take up a lot of times. They're going to get tired, right? Sure. But I just, I don't know. I mean, Brock said it today. They had success both games defensively against Baylor last right. year, and he thinks they could build off that. Um, and I think that's an excellent point that the defense played very well both games. Yeah, and they got picked apart in the first half in Arlington by Shapen, um, but then they completely shut him down the second half. Right. And here in Stillwater. They completely just demoralize Baylor's offense. Yeah. And so I think they know they can do that. They can slow them down. It's just a matter of, of limiting the turnovers and what the offense can do. Yeah. Five touchdowns over eight quarters. And like you said, an entire half that they completely shut them out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they dealt with uh, getting put in some tough situations because of all the interceptions mm-hmm. as well. So that, that that whole dynamic, really a, uh, uh, a pretty solid performance yeah. all the way around. I mean, not a surprise there. I'm not breaking any ground. Yeah, no. The, the defense was good last year. Yeah, wow. exactly. The 2021 <laughs> OSU defense was really good. Big shocker. Man, breaking um, news, everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, I know you got to spend some time with Dominic Richardson, yeah. the running back. Uh, I caught up with him a bit at the end of, uh, of things, but uh, what did he have to say? You know, he, he, he was asked pretty quick about last year's finish um, and his view from watching Des Jackson fall, I don't know, two inches, six inches short, however much you want to measure there. Um and he was on the sideline, and I, and we were always told he was hurt. Right. And then Dominic broke the news that he wasn't hurt that last play. His shoe came off, and so he had to leave the field, and they were going turbo, as he called it, for their mm-hmm. up-tempo pace. I call it warp speed. They're going turbo. Right. And he couldn't sub in because they were going so fast. They didn't have any timeouts. Right. So he couldn't sub in on that last play. And so he constantly, he says, I think about this all the time what he would have done in that situation. You know, he wishes Dez would have been able to get his foot planted and turn up field. Um, he said that every running back sees it differently. Um, but Nick, but Dominic always thought, always thinks about this and thinks what would have happened if he'd been in there, um, which I've been, I've been interested to see because Dominic's such a powerful runner. I don't know that he would have went to the edge anyways, right. but it would have been, uh, you know, it's really fascinating to hear that Dom's talking like that because we always, I always thought he was hurt the way everyone, right. you know, that's what everyone told us is he was hurt at the end of the game, but he really wasn't hurt. Very interesting stuff, um, and and that's one of my favorite things about getting to have a little more informal setting mm-hmm. that we have with the players this year. Whereas a year ago, when they were always on the podium on the stage, you know things like that, you know might not might not have come out, and we yeah. get to, we get to have a, a little less uh, less tense setting for uh, for chatting with these guys, and it uh, it really makes it a lot of fun. Oh, I just noticed I got got weird. Uh, Weird sun lines going on oh, on my face. Hey, there I you apologize go, yeah. to the viewers on YouTube, but uh, <laughs> I'll try to keep the sun out of my eyes, and it'll be uh, it'll be down and uh, and not a problem here shortly. Um, I, I talked to Dom a little bit as well. Um, didn't didn't get into all of that stuff, but um, talked to him about a variety of things. Um, the one that that stuck out to me the most, you know, we talked with him about pass blocking and his desire to mm-hmm. improve multiple times. He's been really pleased with uh, with with what he's done. I asked him to grade himself. He gave himself a ninety five. Wow, so, um, that's a good grade. That's, that's pretty solid. He said he can uh, he can do some things to kind of get to the point of attack a little bit quicker. Make sure that he's uh, getting you know distancing himself from Spencer Sanders mm-hmm. before he's making that block. So, um, but he feels like his uh, his confidence level is much higher. He's getting uh, he knows where a guy is coming yeah. from more frequently. So uh, that's something that's going to be very important. As uh, you get down the stretch, and and you know, particularly with this offense trying to play fast, 
one of the things that teams are going to try to do is, is going to try to blitz and, and catch Spencer Sanders off guard and, and try to create some of these interceptions that we've seen from him in past years. So run uh, running back pass blocking is going to be uh, a key part that's of that. A mouth, that's a mouthful. It is. It's a mouthful. It's uh, it's a tricky one to say. So, um, and who else? Uh, John Paul Richardson. I, I didn't get to check in with him for too long. Uh, I was there. Not I wasn't there too long either. Right. Um, talked a lot of just about the receivers. He feels good where they are, and um, he talked a lot about Spencer. And you talked. Yeah, you, you right. talked to him about Spencer some too. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. And uh, this kind of plays into what I'm writing about Spencer for Thursday. Looking back at the interceptions, but and I talked to Dominic about this as well. But Spencer's confidence level. There's a there's a clear noticeable difference in him Absolutely. this year, um, not just uh, not just outwardly, but but within within practice organization, uh, leadership, all the things that he's doing, they can all sense. Uh, you know, Dominic talked about how how Sanders is reading things that nobody else on the field is noticing. He's picking up on things at a, a completely different rate uh, than he was a year ago than anybody else on the, in the offense is at this point. And that, um, you know, that is a big change. Spencer has always been confident. Yes. He was confident the first time I talked to him back in whatever year it was when he was a senior at, at, at Denton Ryan. And, uh, and, you know, it was like track season and, and we were talking about track. <laughs> He's a confident dude. Uh, but his comfort level combined with his confidence is just it's peaking right now, and and I think that's a big difference from where he was a year ago, and in in terms of knowing where to go with the ball, where to get it out quickly, and that's going to help him a, a lot, I think. Um, John Paul Richardson got asked about his favorite catch from last year. No, and, I, I missed that. And uh, his favorite play was the uh, the touchdown he scored against Texas Tech. They had ran the the play earlier in the game. Just oh yeah, it, and then they ran it again later, and uh, and he scored. Uh, but the reason it got brought up was he had that crazy play uh, on the uh, the final drive uh, against Baylor in the Big 12 championship game where the pass gets tipped up in the air. It was it was coming to him originally. Oh, yeah. It's tipped in the air, and he adjusts. I remember that, run, yes. Runs way up, makes a great catch to, to keep uh, you know keep some positive yards. Um, but that was uh, a, a big one uh, yeah. for him as well in his his freshman season. So I, I also remember something Brock said. Uh-huh. Go back to Brock for a second. Someone asked him. If he, if they get in a goal line situation again offensively, if he would be pushing to go in there like Tyler Lacey last <laughs> right, year right. in Waco, and Brock said no chance, none at all. <laughs> he said they need, he said I'll let the offense worry about that. They need to get someone there that could catch the ball though. <laughs> Taking a little bit of a shot at Tyler Lacey sounds like and it. And then I asked, he said, well, is that why they moved Jake Schultz over? And he said, could be. He's doing <laughs> a hell of a job. So you know, yeah, uh, you know that was pretty funny too. It was. <laughs> it's, uh, I I I I remembered that. Uh, that formation when they brought Brennan Evers and Tyler Lacey mm-hmm. in in sort of a wing back tight end type of uh, type of set, I did not remember that they had thrown it. To, they attempted to throw it to Lacey. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. that. They threw it to Lacey. Yeah, it did not go well. It did not. No. <laughs> um, spoiler alert: It did not go well. Right. It wasn't a clean drop, but uh, but he was uh, he was covered. Yeah. Not uh, not a yeah. smooth play. Um, but I had I had forgotten about that until I was actually going through the play by play today. Looking at at the interceptions and things, so we're not uh, don't expect to see Brock Martin in that formation this no. week. No, um, Jake Schultz maybe. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, the last guy that we got to visit with was Corey Black. Uh, it was easily my favorite conversation of uh, okay. of of the day. I didn't get the uh, the interesting things that you got from from Dom Richardson, but um, Corey Black 
from Waco, grew up a Baylor fan. He, he was born in Kansas, moved to Waco when he was about a year old, and has, uh, has lived in Waco, or lived in Waco his entire life. Went to a bunch of games at the old stadium when he was a little kid. Uh, when he got to high school, started getting recruited by Baylor, got to go to the new stadium, McLean Stadium, which is a massive – you didn't ever get to go to the old – I've, I've never, never been, been to either. You haven't e- either one. No, I've been to either one. This is That's my first right. trip for to Waco for a football for game. Football. I've been for basketball, but I've not been – and I've been through Waco and right. stayed in Waco before, but I've never been to a football game yeah. at Waco. Anyway, massive upgrade from the old stadium to the new one. Uh, this place is, uh, is is really nice. Anyway, uh, sidetrack. Um, so I asked Corey, I was like, hey, what do you remember about 2020? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was on the travel squad that year, got to go down there. It was a big blowout, so he actually got in the game. I asked him his, uh, his thoughts. Does not remember it. <laughs> Oops. Suffered a pretty significant cu- concussion trying to tackle a guy late in the game. Does not remember anything about the day. Man. Um, you know, obviously he had had tons of friends and family uh, yeah. who were there. Uh, you know, doesn't remember ever ever visiting with any of them. Oh, that's a bummer. It, it, it is. He, uh, you know, I talked to him about the play. He's he watched it on video since then mm-hmm. and saw what happened. It is hit his uh, head. He was trying to make a tackle on defense and uh, hit his head on a guy's knee. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently a pretty serious concussion, but. He does not remember his first trip to Waco as an OSU football player. So he's, he's kind of excited about this. This one. is his first trip in his mind. <laughs> right, exactly. Unfortunately. Yes. Uh, Unfortunate for him, that's ex- exactly the case. Well, so. I mean, okay. Yeah. That's fascinating, though. It, it, was, uh, it was pretty wild. Um, you know, you go in, you go in expecting um, not much because yeah. he, was, he was a true freshman, mm-hmm. you know, not a, a rotational guy at that point. I'm thinking, you know, maybe he got in in, in mop-up time when they got up big. Probably did. Um, but, uh, yeah, really wild. He does not remember a thing. So it was right. uh, interesting to, uh, to, to chat with him. Um, obviously, we got to talk some football with him as well. Uh, he says uh, he confirms that communication on the back end off the charts better than it was in the season opener. So, um, really excited about the direction that things are going with the uh, with the, the communication level of everybody on on the back end. Good. So that's uh, that's going to be an important thing this week. Um, the safeties are going to come into play because uh, obviously Baylor is is really good at tight end. So um, it's 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 very clear that they're going to attack there. They did in December. So you have to expect that from Blake Shapen once again. Yeah. Uh, when he had so much success with something, uh, you know, one time around. To uh, to go right back to the well, so um, you know one thing that I that I noticed, and I visited with with Dominic Richardson briefly about this, uh, but going back through uh, all those interceptions, you look at at formations that the defense is running, a lot of too high safety. A lot of times they were only putting like six, sometimes seven guys in the box. They felt they could stop the run without really committing to stop the run, mm-hmm. and. Dominic said that, yeah, they, they saw that. They know that they've got to find ways to run the ball against this really good defensive line to, uh, to, to make an impact and keep things open so they can't just clog all the, all the passing lanes on the, on the back end. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that develops uh, because obviously Oklahoma State has been up and down with running the ball so far this year. So it's a really important factor that they show up and find a way, even if they're not running a ton, mm-hmm that they're being productive when they hand the ball off to Richardson or whoever it, it happens to be, or Spencer running the ball himself. So um, the uh, 
I think Siaki Ika might be the most impactful player in the Big 12. Yes. This, this dude is, is a game changer with the amount of space and, and, and what he takes up in the middle of the mm-hmm. field. And obviously Oklahoma State saw that last year. Mike Gundy is infatuated with the guy. Gundy gushes about this kid. Yeah. And there's a good reason. And, and it's not – I mean, it's skill, and it's a lot of that. But it's right. just his ability to push the offensive line backwards. Right. It's not even that he's making tackles. He's not sacking the quarterback a ton. Mm-hmm. It's his ability to push this line – and just wreck a play. Right. Because all of a sudden now Spencer doesn't have the space to hand the ball off as much. Mm-hmm. Or the running back gets it and immediately there's guys falling back into him. They may not be a Baylor defender. Right. Might be an offensive lineman falling backwards mm-hmm. into him or tripping him up. And um, it just wreaked havoc on OSU and Arlington. He didn't have as much of an impact the first matchup. Right. Um, and maybe that's because, you know, Kodlewski was in there at the right. time. And you got a guy that's an experienced, strong center that can, can really handle that. And yeah. You know, Godlewski didn't Godlewski didn't play in Arlington, so maybe that was the impact. You know, Preston Wilson's going to have a huge job this week. Right. I mean, massive job, literally and physically. Like it's just, I mean, you've got to slow this guy down somehow if you're OSU, yeah. and speed will neutralize him. But I also think Preston Wilson is a little more equipped to handle it than they were in Arlington. Right. Right. Mahalski, Joe Mahalski had his third start at, mm. at that point. Uh, he had never seen anything like that, and it was very different than uh, than than probably what he was prepared to face. Um, I mean, a guy six four, three fifty eight that yeah. moves as well as that guy does. Yeah, like you can't you can't simulate that in practice, and you get on the field and and you know it's uh, yeah. it's a different animal. And so I'll tell you the best thing about Joe Mahalski. He was my blocker on the Bedlam uh, field storming last year. <laughs> when I had to get through the, all the thousands of fans that are on the right, field, right. I found Joe Mahoski. He didn't know I was behind him, uh-huh. but I used him as my blocker the entire time. He could block yeah, because he was going right through that crowd, and I was using the center like it was like I had a touchdown to get myself, and I was <laughs> I was really enjoying that. So well shout-out to Joe Mahoski there. Uh, good patience. Yes. Uh, good vision. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. great. Well done. Um, mm. I didn't have a blocker that day. I was uh, – it was <laughs> – and I was going the opposite direction because by the time I was later coming oh, yeah. down to the field than, than you were. So all the players were off the field, and all the fans had gotten oh. tired of being on the field. So they were all trying to come up Oh no! I was going down. Oh, no. That, uh, that no was I, was, I needed I, a blocker. I found the blocker, and I have a picture of him on my phone <laughs> of him blocking for me, and I was just going with, That's great. going with it. It was great. All right. Well, good deal. Um, anything else before we uh, before we move along to uh, I, to the other things we need to discuss today? I think we covered. I think such? we covered the uh, the players pretty well. Yeah. All right. Um, well, with that, uh, you know, as always, we uh, we have, we have football predictions. We always do three of those. We have uh, uh, something else non non football non issue football related. Yeah. Uh, we always have three of those. So I, I've come up with a name for this segment. Oh, so I'm breaking okay. this out on you right now. I didn't oh, even warn you. Yeah, about this is this normally, is completely, normally completely I warn you. Uh, we're okay. gonna call it. We're gonna call it the Stone Cloud Six Pack. Oh, I like it. Right? The Stone Cloud okay. Six Pack. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the cue. Yeah. For, uh, you know the people that that are that want to hear our predictions. They yeah. Know the, the three are coming, and then the 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 hashtag stick to sports crowd. They know that they can shut it down and and go on about their day when, yeah. once we get through those. Which three. why do you want to just stick to sports? Right. This? Let's exactly. have some fun. Exactly. Let's have a six pack. Exactly. Uh, crack one open and here we go. Right. Exactly. But before we get to before we get, before we crack open our six pack, okay. um, we came up with the idea a couple of weeks ago because somebody commented on on our our YouTube post with their score prediction for the game, 
Oh, yeah. and so and so we we talked about you you your your blank stare tells me you don't remember I, this. I don't remember this at all. No. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we, we, we said, hey, why don't we encourage people to to jump on YouTube, comment on yeah. uh, on the post with their uh, with their score prediction. Oh, that's and I right. Came yes. up with another idea. Okay. Whoever gets the closest gets a free beer that you or I will drink next week. Oh yeah, yeah, that's you perfect. Like that? Yeah, that's, that's good? perfect. Okay. Yeah, I like that deal. So it so, seems to benefit a lot yeah, of people. Exactly. In this that's scenario it, that was exactly my thought. <laughs> so, so if you're watching on YouTube, jump down into the comments section, uh, throw your score prediction for Oklahoma State Baylor. Uh, you have to do it before Saturday, before the game actually yeah. is played. It's time stamped. Um, it, is. it is time. So we'll be watching. Uh, but whoever's closest, you get a free beer that we will drink for you next yes, week. Yes, we'll take so care of it. We'll handle it. We uh, we appreciate all the. Uh, this is kind of like the old. Uh, Uncle or grandpa is like, I'll hold that dollar for you. Right, and right. Like, yeah, eh. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. With that, we'll jump into the uh, the, the Stone Cloud Six Pack with our uh, our three. I like the Stone Cloud Six Pack. Right. This it's is fun. you nailed it. This uh, is great. This is great, everybody. Doing what I can. All right. Well, uh, first uh, first one right off the top. We've been talking about it plenty. Uh, everybody's talking about it this week because it's Baylor and because of last year with Spencer Sanders. So we're talking interceptions. Oh, okay. Prediction is over or under. 1.5 interceptions thrown by Spencer Sanders this weekend. I'm going under. Going under. I I I don't I mean I just think Spencer's in more control. Yeah. And I think I'm going to ride that out a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm I'm not 100% confident in it, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going the under. I think I think he'll throw one. I don't think he's going to be clean on the day. Right. But I think just one. I'm I'm going over. Okay. I'm going barely over. I think he throws two. I don't. I, I'm, I still think Oklahoma State wins this game. I don't think this swings yeah, things no. in, in Baylor's favor, but I I think that because of what Baylor can do on the defensive line, I think they're going to get to him enough. Yeah. To uh, to knock him off his spot, make it difficult for him to uh, to make all the completions that he's capable of making. And I think that leads to a couple of picks. Uh, That's but fair. I don't think that it'll be as uh, as significant as last. No, year's I, I had one or two in my head, right. so I, I I agree. That's why I picked one point five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. You know this, but as you could tell on our picks in the paper, mm-hmm. do not put a spread on me. It's right. terrible this year. Fascinating. Explain to people what you mean. This is absolutely <laughs> so, fascinating. So we have the picks every Thursday. We pick what twenty games across mm-hmm. the country, right? Include all the Big Twelve games, and then then whatever else is left, um, important games. Um, we keep tabs of it. We do a, a score prediction that is that it both counts overall for the if you're right, right. or wrong. Right. You're straight straight up straight win, up picking a winner. Yes, and then you've also got it counts towards the spread. Somehow, somehow, I am in first place overall. Like yeah, the straight, head to head, up, straight up, straight right? up, first place. I get this right, but I can't predict a score to save my life because <laughs> I'm in last place against the spread. With, against the spread, it's terrible. <laughs> and I don't like. Don't go to Vegas with me. Don't right. go to casino because apparently I can tell you what's going to happen, but I can't tell you by how much. Right. And yeah. last year. If I remember correctly, I won both categories. You did. You nailed it. I you were I, all over it. I was all over last year, but this year, Lady Luck has has, <laughs> has eluded me, and uh, so do not go, do not trust me on these spreads. Is what I'm saying because right. I don't know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Uh, with that said, we're going to throw in another spread. All right, here, here we go. Perfect. Uh, over or under? We're sticking with Spencer Sanders. Over or under? Forty nine point five rushing yards in this game. Over. Over. I, I'm confident on that one. Okay. Over. All I right. just I he runs he's running so well right now, and mm-hmm. sees the field so well. And I think they're gonna give the ball to Dominic Richardson a lot too. But I also think I don't know how much they're gonna give it to Ollie Gordon. I don't know how much they're gonna give it to guys behind Dominic Richardson. Right. So I think it's gonna right. fall on Spencer. That's that's absolutely fair. I considered the exact same point yeah. 
when I was trying to make my decision. Ultimately, I think they end up throwing the ball more. Okay. And uh, and and trying to uh, to complete some stuff underneath. I think Brennan Presley is going to have a big day. That's fair. And I think that, but but I think they end up going to the air a lot more. Okay. Trying to uh, to keep it off the ground. I'm going under 49 and a half for okay. Spencer Sanders. So if anybody's actually betting this, they have no idea. What yeah, to do. yeah, I know. Like, like I said, trust Scott more than me on this spread. <laughs> spread thing is not my not my jam. This right right now. All right, our uh, our number three pick here in the uh, the Stone Cold okay. Six Pack last football one. Uh, no spreads here. Leading tackler. Who leads this team in tackles on Saturday? Who leads this team in tackles on Saturday? I'm gonna go with my trusty pick of Jason Taylor. That's solid. That's because I think solid. they're gonna throw the tight ends a lot, like you said. Right. I think they're going to throw a lot of those short intermediate routes because I don't know that they're going to run the ball that well against OSU's right. defensive front. So I think it's going to lead to a guy like Jason Taylor being around the ball a lot. Yeah, I I cannot disagree with that. Uh, that said, I'm I'm going with Mason Cobb. Okay. I continue to be impressed with with what this guy does. I know he's not perfect. I know he's not Malcolm Rodriguez or Devin Harper. Who is right besides exactly. Malcolm Rodriguez and Devin Harper? Exactly. And, but but the way this guy gets into the backfield, he leads the team in, in tackles for loss right now with six. Uh, they're uh, among the leading mm-hmm. teams in the nation on tackles for loss. Shocker. Right. And, uh, you know, with what the defensive line does, it opens up so many things for him to do because he doesn't have to deal with blockers. I think that uh, that he ends up being the guy that leads this team in tackles on uh, on Saturday. And and I've mentioned this, I believe you're the same. We're both picking Oklahoma State to win this game, yes. correct? Yes, I'm, I'm picking OSU yeah. to win this game. Were you, at, were you at all surprised by the point spread? When it went to two and a half, I was. Right, Baylor up to a two and a half. One and a half favorite. is what it started, and I was like, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of a toss-up essentially then. Right. Um, but going to two and a half, that surprised me a little bit. I don't see how the, gap's wi- how, the, how the gap is widening here. I don't. Right. And, you know, they say they say in the Vegas line, home field is worth three points. So yeah. you're looking at people saying that OSU is barely better. I'm just, I don't, I, they might be right. I'm, I'm, I don't have a good enough feel about Baylor to no. say. No, Baylor's really. a confusing team right now to me. Yeah, so. they absolutely are. All right. Well, with that, we'll move on to, uh, to our final three. Beer number four. Beer number four. We, um, now, the, the inspiration for this idea was that Rolling Stone came out with top 100 TV shows of all time. Which I, I meant to look at that list. I think I never got back to it. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, I found it on Twitter for those who want to go want to go check it out. Definitely interesting. Definitely I love worth, Alan uh, Seppenwall, by the way. I know he's not an affiliate with the Oklahoma whatsoever. Right. He's an excellent TV critic, though. Mm-hmm. Very funny guy. Yep. Listen to him on other podcasts and stuff. I, so he, I know he was a big part of that list. Right. So I'm exactly. sure it's great. It, it is very, uh, very well done. A lot of work, you can tell, by uh, all the writing that's done. Uh, but so, so we talked about maybe doing uh, our top TV shows, do a draft yeah. style. And, uh, and you brought up a conversation that we had last year among the, uh, the, 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 the writers on the, on, the OSU, on the OSU football beat, which was a TV show you'd like to watch again for the first time. Yes. So it's like you're getting to So you've already seen it. this show, but you right. would love to have that experience again for the first time. Right. Yes. Feel what it's like to see it yes. every episode for we the first We asked the football time. players this too last year on the That's podium. Right, we did. And that was fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. All right. I can't remember whose turn it is to go first, so I'm going to give you the first Ooh, pick today. Oh, first shot. All right. Here we go. TV well, show you'd like to see again for so, the first time. So I have a couple all-time favorite shows, so I'm going to definitely start with this one. Parks and Rec for me. Solid. I absolutely love that show i watch it over and over and it's great every time but i think just the the first time you watch it 
it's so funny. Mm -hmm. It's so great, smart, and that I just I would love to have that sensation again. Even though I still feel pretty great about it every time I watch it, because I watch right. it over and over. I, right. Really, I do. I watch it just on repeat, basically. It's uh, it's interesting. First of all, on the list, uh, I don't remember exactly, but I want to say maybe top three for modern comedies or recent yeah. comedies. Um, you know, over over the last thirty years, out of comedies in that in that span, yeah. it's top three or four yeah. on the, on that list. I think it's way better than The Office, but that's a whole different podcast we right. could have. Yeah. So absolutely. So um, now. This is weird. I'm not going with my all-time favorite show as my okay. first pick. It's not going to make my top three. Seinfeld is my favorite show. Okay, it's not even yeah. close. Not even close. That's fair. Me. I love Seinfeld. Um, but uh, I don't. I, I. It wasn't one of those shows that I was just antsy about. Okay, yeah. Seeing the next episode. I see. I didn't watch Parks Rec till late, so I was antsy just keep watching on Netflix right. over and over right. and over. Yeah. And so. Um, so, so I don't know. I don't know if that was just how my experience yeah. with Seinfeld was or what. But that's not going to make make my the my top three of shows I'd like to watch again for the first time. Number one, my number one pick, off the wall. It was not on the top one hundred list at all. Okay, uh, House. How oh, I remember you love the House. I love. House. I love House too. I've yeah. watched it multiple times. Right. I have all the DVDs. If you people. That are watching this DVD is a disc. Yeah, here's what a DVD you is. Put in a <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, but yeah. So I get it. I started watching that in college mm-hmm. after um, American Idol. It was on American ah, after American right, Idol. Right. Yeah. Uh, my freshman year of college, started watching that because uh, Carrie Underwood was on American Idol from NSU where I went to school. Right. Vote for her. Then the house came on. I was like, oh, that's great. So yeah. Yes. But sorry, I taken here. It's house. Yeah. Because. Because you needed an excuse to watch Carrie Underwood on TV is what you're saying. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it was a big thing in NSU. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anyway. Back to uh, House Hugh, for you. Hugh Laurie as, yes. as House, one of my top three favorite yeah. TV characters Absolutely. of all time. Um, yes. Anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's right there. Have you, and that was a show that I was, I was desperate for the next yes. one when it came time. Absolutely. Have you watched an Avenue 5 with him on HBO? Haven't yet. It's pretty silly, but it's fun. Yeah. It looks that way. He's great. Looks looks entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking he's forward great. to it. All um, right, pick number two. Oh, man, my for second you. pick. This is the show. I got on late on this one too, but then as soon as I was still like midway through the show, towards the end, twenty four. Mm-hmm. Twenty four mm-hmm. for me. Strong. Jack Bauer. You know, played by Kiefer Sutherland. Just the anticipation of week because everything it almost always ended on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. You got to get to the next week. It's that countdown clock on the commercial breaks. Commercial breaks were agonizing. Right. They were so agonizing. And so I'm, I didn't I didn't find this show until I got to Lawton out of college. Mm-hmm. It had already been on for five or six seasons at that point. And uh, my good friend Matt Franklin, I worked with down there, and still still a good friend of mine, introduced me to it. And I'd go we'd go home together on his lunch break on our on our dinner break that mm-hmm. night, and we'd go home and watch the show live. Yeah. Or he would DVR it. We'd go watch it, and just <laughs> like the anticipation each week of that, even at season seven at that point, I went back and started watching them all. Right. Like. I would go and buy the DVD set. I'd just buy it, mm-hmm. and I'd watch it, and I had to go buy the next one right at that. And I started buying like two seasons at a time because I was flying through it so much. Right. There's never been a sensation like that for me than watch the show than Twenty Four. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, that's absolutely great. I I don't have anything that I can really compare to that. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure that was on the list too. 
It was not. It was not on the not top 100 top list. 100. Wow. No. It usually makes the top 100 list. Right. You would have. That's one I would have expected to wow. be there. Because it has such an impact right. on television. Yeah. It's so unique and and yeah. and impactful. Yeah. Man. Absolutely. That's disappointing. Right. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, my second pick. This is a little bit of a weird one because uh, I do not remember this. I've only seen this in in reruns. I, I don't mm-hmm. remember ever watching it live. Mash. Okay. I'm uh, weirdly a really huge Mash fan. Yeah. Um. It was it was a weird thing. It uh, it actually used to come on after the news. Right. Uh, in syndication when I was when I was a little kid, and that's when I knew I was growing up. Yeah. My dad, my dad always used to make me go to bed after the news. Then he started letting me stay up and watch Mash with him, and I knew I was growing oh, up. Oh yeah. Anyway, I love the show. Yeah. Love Hawkeye, all the characters. I would love to experience watching that in order, which I've never, ever, never done. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've seen every episode, but never in order. Um, and and seeing the the develop the actual development of the yeah. uh, of the characters and how the show goes, I would uh, I would love to experience that without knowing what's going to happen in each episode. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, third and final pick over to you. This is a tough one. This is where it gets tough. Mm-hmm. The third one, Breaking Bad keeps coming to my mind, and it's it's one of those. I think I missed the first season, maybe two, mm-hmm. and then I caught up one day. Like AMC was running. Another lot in like a marathon of all of them in order, and I just recorded them all and watched them. Right, and then the anticipation from there, mm-hmm. and even Better Call Saul, I could do a three A, three B here. Like those right. three, like the anticipation of those shows every week, just were incredible. And that those shows really like those are two of my favorite shows too. Like, and that sticks out to me. I think, yeah, you know, and I think like the, even this last what a few months ago when Better Call Saul was finishing up, every time an episode come, I'm like, oh, I gotta watch it tonight. I gotta mm-hmm. watch it tonight. And so I think. I think that's Breaking Bad's right there because I've watched it a few times. I, I had a feeling that was going to be – I knew what your one and two were because we've talked enough TV yeah. that I knew what one and two were going to be for you. I had a feeling Breaking Bad might be number three, but I wasn't yeah. sure. And it's because I couldn't remember your relationship with Sopranos because I knew that was I a just watched one. it for the first time last year, and I've right. only watched it once. So You watched it in the lead-up to the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I've only watched it – once and then our good friend Eli Letterman spoiled the movie for me, mm, right? Uh, or spoiled <laughs> no, spoiled part of the the, the Sopranos for me, right? Right, 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 by right. He saying the movie was not going to spoil anything, so I tried to watch it, and within ten seconds, a big death was ruined. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, Sopranos. If I if I had watched it multiple times, because mm-hmm. I think the hard part for me on this, I, it's got to be something I've watched multiple times. I feel like that right. I can say, okay, I want to go back and watch it for the first time again, right? So. And, and that's how I feel about my number three. I debated this really hard. I'm going really off the wall with this. I was really close to picking Veep Okay, Julie Louis-Dreyfus. I've only watched like a couple episodes of that. I love that. I love that show, uh, especially the later stuff when they, they get really topical and, and sort of relating to things that are going on in, in real life a little bit more. Um, but like I said, off the wall. Uh, I know that you're aware of this. Not a lot of people even yeah. remember this show, Sports Night. I knew that's where you were going with oh, this. Yeah. It's, I love this it's show. Legitimately, my yes. second favorite show behind behind Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, it was an incredible, it's incredible. Two seasons is all it lasted. Forty five episodes total. It's so sad. It's only uh, two seasons. It, it, yeah, it was. It, it deserves so much better. Yeah, um, a ton of great characters that that some you knew at the time, some that went on to great stuff afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, go check it out if you've never yeah. heard of it. 
it's awesome. got it's got to be easy to find at this point. It's, it's be not a, it's not streaming somewhere. anywhere. Really, I think I think you might be able to buy it maybe yeah. in some places, but it's not streaming anywhere. Yeah, but that, that makes sense. And I decided uh, that I wanted to own the DVDs mm-hmm. and uh, ended up having to order them on eBay through a distributor yeah. in Japan. Right. Um, yeah. That, so that, that it makes was sense. very I, difficult. So I remember watching that when I was a kid when it first came out. Right. I didn't quite understand all of it, but then I rewatched it. Yeah. Years later, and it's fantastic. It was like the first time for me at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Love that show. Uh, love That's everything about it. Um, yeah. So go check it out if you're not familiar with it. I won't break down the whole plot, but yeah. it's uh, definitely worth checking out. So, all right. Um, anything else? I think that brings us to uh, to the grand finale here. I think that's good. All right. That Stone Cloud, Stone Cloud six-pack was really good. It, it filled me up. Yeah. I'm good. It was, uh, it was fantastic. Again, if you're not going to Waco, you might want to come here and check it out at Stone Cloud. They've got the Oktoberfest party on Saturday, October 1st. Uh, including the Stein Hoist, German Music, and Delicious Beer, Buffalo Jones and the Herd at 7 p.m. I want to remind you to go subscribe to our newsletter at, o- at Oklahoma.com. Find the Oklahoma State Sports Minute and uh, and check that out to keep up with all of our uh, all of our stuff that's coming out uh, that way. At Jacob Unruh on Twitter, at Scott Wright OK on Twitter. We want to keep up with what we're doing. We tweet out all of our links from, uh, from uh, everything we do, basically. Yeah. So uh, check us out there. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Thank you for listening on the regular podcast channel. We appreciate all of you. We appreciate Addison for putting this together for us and making it sound great. And uh, thanks again to the, po- the people here at Stone Cloud for making this uh, this whole thing possible. We're having a blast doing this. We're going to keep it going on Tuesday nights. So come out and join us one of these nights. And uh, that does it. We'll talk to you later.